0: Hey there, Benewa here, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Business of Everyday podcast. My earnest desire is that our time together each week would encourage, inspire, and equip you to live each day of your life graciously to the glory of God. A common thread connecting fasting and prayer seems to run through all the instances of prayer and fasting recorded in the Bible. You know, I'm doing a chronological study of the whole Bible this year and so events of the Old Testament are very fresh in my mind. (laughs) I haven't crossed over to the New Testament yet, but in the Old Testament, it appears that fasting with prayer had to do with a sense of need and dependence and also of abject helplessness in the face of actual or anticipated calamity. Many times, prayer and fasting are combined in the Old Testament in periods of mourning, repentance, and deep spiritual need. But also in the New Testament, we find many records of fasting and prayers that we'll be getting into pretty shortly. But before then, allow me to welcome my brother Frank to today's episode. Also for your welcome. Thank you so much for taking time to share God's heart with us over the past few weeks truly grateful welcome once again
1: thank you my dear sister it's a wonderful (laughs) moment to be with you i'm so honored and grateful
0: thank you (laughs) (laughs) wonderful okay so today we are talking about the connection between fasting and prayers so um you know the same way there are lots of misconceptions on the subject of prayer i think fasting is no different And I've heard many times as it's been said that when you add fasting to prayers, you get speedy response to whatever you seek in that fasting, you know, and fasting will let God change his mind quickly and give response to your prayers as you'd want it. And so you'd find people killing themselves and giving themselves, you know, all sorts of tummy illness because they are fasting 100 days without food so that God will change his mind on a matter. (laughs) so if i have to fast me if i have to fast 100 days for a god who i call my father to act favorably towards me then it doesn't speak well of him as a good father that's for me and this whole thing doesn't sound right to me because my bible tells me in numbers 23 19 that god is not a man so he does not lie he is not human so he does not change his mind so, Frank, let's talk about this. I mean, over the last few weeks, we've delved into the subject of prayer. We've talked about the key to effective prayer, the evidence yeah. that God answers prayer, what hinders the potency of our prayers, how believers should respond to unanswered prayers. And now we are going to talk about the connection between fasting and prayers. Okay, so if you are listening and you haven't, you know, listened to any of the Um, The previous episode, you can just go back after listening to this one and then catch up on all those ones. I believe it will bless you and bring transformation in your life. So let's get talking. Frank, what actually is fasting and what has that got to do with prayers?
1: Fasting, I would say in basic terms like denying yourself basically food and Mm. also other distractions to concentrate on God. You know, other writings or other books that will say that you deny yourself of certain foods. Okay. Like even though you eat, but you deny yourself of certain foods and all that. So in all these, there is a certain form of denial. Mm. You deny yourself of certain things.
0: Mm. So that
1: is, what I would say, um,
0: it. Yeah. Okay. So um, before we even connected to prayer... Um, what are some types of fasting that you know believers can embark on as you are aware of?
1: Okay, we have dry fast, like no food, no water. And then we have the ones with water. And mm-hmm. then we have the one with certain foods. Like you don't eat certain foods. It's also fasting.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you
1: only eat fruits and then vegetables. Okay. Or you don't eat meat. Sometimes too, you don't eat pepper foods or oil foods. Okay. So it depends on the agenda, <laughs> and what God has told you to do or not to do. Mm. So these are some of the fast things that you can embark on.
0: Mm. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know, when you were talking, you, you said something, you know, about the types of fasting and then you said that depending on what's God has asked you to do so does that mean that we fast only when God asks that we fast like you've not heard from God you cannot just get up and say I'm fasting because of this I'm fasting you know there has to be that kind of God telling me to fast before I fast <laughs>
1: oh no 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 is okay. it, it's, that is some cases you okay. know um, from our previous episode ours Saying something that one of the hindrances to um, the potent prayer life mm. is the flesh. Sure. It's the flesh. For yeah. sure. So the, the flesh is a huge hindrance. You mm. know, the Bible says that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm. And when you read the book of John chapter 6, verse number 63, Jesus says something. He says that it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Mm. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. life. So we must learn to live according to the spirit. That is our calling. But you see, in our journey from the flesh into the spirit, one of the hindrances is our flesh, like the desires of our flesh. Don't forget that the Bible said that the spirit was after the flesh and the flesh was after the spirit. Mm. It means that these things doesn't move together. They are at war. Mm. So we use the spirit to fight against the flesh. Mm. So your spirit must be able to overcome the flesh in order to be acceptable in the presence of God or in order to be connected to the presence of God. So one of the ways by which you can beat the flesh and then enter into the realms of the spirit be connected to god and to receive from god is by fasting Mm. because whenever you are fasting you deny yourself of many things including food you see whenever you eat you see that your body becomes so excited (laughs) and responds to the things of this world Mm. because you have fueled your body so it becomes active for the things of this world but Mm. the moment you deny the flesh of its energy. You see that the flesh becomes weak. And the moment the flesh becomes weak, you are able to concentrate on the things of the spirit. Your spirit man becomes stronger. So fasting is not just about God only telling you to fast. But you see, when you see that your spirit man is growing weak, one of the ways boost your spirit man or to energize your spirit man is to deny the flesh so that you'll be able to move or ascend into the realms of the spirit
0: mm, yeah so that's that, right that is- yeah yeah when we deny the flesh of its pleasures the spirit is able sure. to subdue it because we are feeding the spirit and become stronger than the flesh that's awesome sure, sure so sure. Um, in the beginning i i mentioned something about people saying that fasting would change the mind of god charlie <laughs> what is your thoughts on that me i've already shared my thoughts on that you you know people actually go into a fast because of that there's a decision that something has been done and i don't want it this way maybe um, i'm looking for this result and i don't have it yet maybe god has already said no to a thing and you are embarking on a fast so that you know god will change his mind concerning certain things that he has said about you what is your thoughts on that
1: for God to change his mind, um, it's something. <laughs> you see, we fast because we need God's intervention. Mm. So when you need God's intervention, when things become so hard and you don't know what to do, then you need to um, embark on fasting to get the intervention of God. Mm. So when you read Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 13 and then 14, God Mm. said that if I bring disease, if I bring pestilence upon the land and if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then will I tend to them. Then my ears will be attentive to their prayer. I will heal their land and those things. Mm. So God said, if you will humble yourself and pray. So I was looking at that humble, the word humble. He didn't say that you should fast and pray, but he said that if they humble themselves, (laughs) So how do you humble yourself? Psalm 35, verse 13, David says something. He said that I humbled myself with fasting. So it means that the humble here means fasting. We humble ourselves with fasting. So if you want to humble yourself before the presence of God, we humble ourselves through fasting in order to seek the intervention of God. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the men of old, Whenever they needed serious intervention of God, they resort to fasting and mm. then prayers. Mm. When you read Second Chronicles chapter 20, the, the Bible said that there was a certain King Jehoshaphat. And then the Bible said that three nations stood up against him. Three nations. So when three nations are coming at you, it means that you are dead. You need God's intervention. You need a supernatural power. And the moment he heard, he knew that he was defeated. So the Bible said that he gathered all the people and they declared a fast unto God. The Bible said that they fasted and then they prayed. And after the fasting and the prayers, God spoke to them and he said that you do not need to fight this battle for the battle is now the Lord's. Mm. The battle is the Lord's. Mm. So God said, that because you have fasted and prayed, because you have humbled yourself and prayed, I am going to take the battle into my own hands and I'm going to fight. And at the end of the day, the Bible said that those who were after the people of God, the Bible said that they ended up shedding their own blood and they ended up eating their own flesh. They killed themselves. So whenever we need an intervention from God, we go into fasting Mm. so that God will come in and then Intervene when you read Ezra chapter 8, verse 21, there was fasting also. And then when you read um, Esther chapter 4, verse number 16 downwards, mm. the Bible said that when Haman has plotted against the people of God, the Bible said that Esther told Mordecai that gather the Jews and let them fast for me. I and my servant, my maid servant, we are also going to fast. Mm. And then the Bible said that after Esther had prayed and then fasted, they fasted for three days and three nights, they didn't eat anything. And then when she stood before the king, the king couldn't resist her. And then the king said that even if it's half of my kingdom, whatever you want, I will (laughs) give unto you. You see, fasting is very powerful. It is a catalyst to our prayer. It speeds up our prayer request. So if you want God to come in and then intervene in your situation, you must deny yourself. You must fast and then pray. The Bible says that Nehemiah also prayed. When he heard that the walls of Jerusalem had been broken, the Bible said that he fasted and prayed. He didn't eat anything. He fasted and prayed. And then the Bible said that when he went to the king, he found favor before the king. And then the king gave him the opportunity or the chance to go back to his city and then rebuild the walls. So fasting is very, very important. Do you know that when Daniel was put into the lion's den, there was fasting going on for him. Mm -hmm. There was fasting going on for him. And the fasting was not done by his friends, but the fasting was done by the king. (laughs) It was done by the king. So if you read that Daniel entered into the lion's den, but the lions couldn't eat him, it means that the king was fasting for him. When you read Daniel chapter 6, verse number 18, the Bible says that when Daniel was put into the lion's den, the Bible says that the king did not eat anything. The king refused to eat that day. The king refused music that night. Even his sleep was denied him. His sleep was taken away from him. So the first thing that he was fasting, he abstained from food. He abstained from pleasure. He abstained from sleep. Yeah. And then the Bible said that early in the morning, he arose. And then because he knew that he was fasting, he shouted, someone who had been cast into a lion, then can you shout? You went back early in the morning and then <laughs> shout, Daniel. Because by now, you know that this man had been eaten up a long time. Yeah. But because he was fasting for Daniel, he knew that fasting is able to bring God's intervention. Mm. And then he doubted that, Daniel, has your God been able to save you? And Daniel responded. So the king was fasting for Daniel. And because of that, God intervened. So. Fasting is a very powerful thing. And Daniel himself also fasted when he realized that they were supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. And he read the book of Jeremiah and found out that they were supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. And the time was up. He fasted and prayed. And the Bible said that an angel was released. The Bible said that when the angel came, he said that I was released to come swiftly, with speed. (laughs) Because of fasting and prayer, the angel was released with speed. You see, sometimes this means that some angels can be released, but they can come at their own pace. <laughs> <laughs> you see, whilst you are waiting on God, an angel can be released, but it can come at a slower pace. But mm. this time, whilst he was fasting and praying, the angel said that I was released to come swiftly, with speed, to come to your rescue. If you journey with God through fasting, Fasting is sweet because the power and the glory that you encounter it is far better than the pleasures that you enjoy by eating gobe and awache uh-huh. and fufu. <laughs> and and you know, the power that you will generate in the spirit in your inner man is far better.
0: Yeah. You know, when you were talking, everything that you, you've been talking about clearly spells out that. A lot of the people, like all the examples that you're given in scripture, is just pointing to the fact that a lot of the times that people fasted and prayed in the Bible, it was especially in the Old Testament, it was connected to interceding for someone or petitioning God for something. And even all through, I don't think that God changes his mind on a matter. You realize that God has said something. And if you default, like he has already set the word in motion. And so if you... According to what the word says, it works for you. If you act against it, you know in Deuteronomy there's the blessings of obedience and you know the curses of disobedience. And so you realize that the Israelites, when they go against what God has said, the things that God has said that if you don't do this, this will happen to you. Those things will come, and then they will petition and they will go and cry and they will do all those things. They'll fast, they'll pray, and then you know what they were supposed to get originally it will happen to them. So in that case, it's not like God has changed his mind. He, he has not changed his mind. His mind is the same about the matter. Yeah. Because this is what I had said, that if you do this, this is what will happen. If you don't do this, this is what will happen. And, you know, when you read the scripture, somewhere in um Second Samuel 12, 16, David prayed and fasted over his sick child, that child that sure. he committed adultery with Bathsheba and had. You know, David, we're a man after God's own heart, this man prayed he wore her clothes, weeping, and all those things before God. But what happened? The child still died. Yes. It didn't happen for him. So for me personally, as you were saying in the, in the beginning, fasting really speeds up things. And it is very important that we connect fasting to prayer. But also I have come to understand that fasting is not about God. It's about us. It's sure. it, it changes us rather than changing God. So you realize that yeah. if there's something that you are struggling with, you realize that you'll you be praying and then when you add fasting, it's either <laughs> the situation change or you yourself, you change and yes. you know everything will, will fall in line. But one thing I've also realized is that even me personally, when I have like some serious work to do, I'll find myself like, I'll be so serious engulfed in the work until I'm done, I've, I'm not eating. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's not good, but like if I really have something to do, and most of the time I have something to do,
1: <laughs> so
0: I will like I'm staying focused on the thing until I'm done. No, I'm not going to eat. If I'm going to eat. Is it I'm now going to get up and go and buy food, or I'll cook, or I'll order? Like, imagine all these things. Well, I have to finish something too. So I feel like even me personally, when I'm working, I deny myself of certain things in order to get certain things done on time. How much more like when we want to connect with our heavenly father in a world so full of noise. And so I feel like see the Esther example that you you gave, it was a critical issue. And so it called for fasting. And so if you are looking at like, this is very critical. In that time, it's not now that like you are, you are very serious about what you are praying about. So you add fasting so that it, would, it will take your mind off certain distractions. Sure, and sure. sometimes what I do is not even all about food. Sometimes in, in this world that we are so much engulfed in social media and all that, sometimes I, I wake up in the morning and then I put my phone on do not disturb purposely so that no one will worry me today. It is my time alone with God no distractions because I mean most of us yeah. you have a lot of softwares so or you have a lot of you know apps on your phone that you use for you know your devotion and connecting through the word and all that and it is the same phone that notification will start popping up and then the next moment you are off you know so yeah. even if we are fasting it's not always like sometimes you can just declare a one-week fast for social media you will not step out and you realize how productive you be you realize how in tune you'll be with God You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The time that we need to use to study the word of God, we are spending all of that time on social media and then we are feeding ourselves with negative. And so our whole thought, our whole mindset, our whole understanding is so full of negativity because of what we've been feeding ourselves with. But if you say that this week I'm reading myself of social media, I'm going to stay connected to my Bible and then you are even adding no food, or you're even doing only fruit or something, imagine the results you're going to get. So basically, I feel like when, you know, fasting comes in, when the matter calls for, you know, it's a critical thing. Because if you are serious Mm. over an issue, you'll not be spending time doing other things. And so when we connect in prayer and we add fasting, we are opened up to receive what God has for us. Because in that sure. time we've rid ourselves of all distractions. Even when God speaks, we are able to hear from him. So really, when we we set ourselves apart, and I like one word that you use, you said that we should live a faster life. And yes. I think that is basically it. You know, every right. day you can set like we need to we need to be intentional about certain things. If we are talking about social media, every day decide that in the 24 hours I'm going to go to, there's a specific time that I'll just go on social media just to check if I have certain things that I need to respond to or not. I'm going to use this time to do this. And so this is the time that I've set for this. And then maybe every day between this period, like basically getting yourself away from things that distract you. We all know the things that distract us. Personally, if I eat earlier, all of a sudden I'll be feeling lazy. uh, I'll be feeling sleepy, that kind of thing. And so I don't even try. But, you (laughs) know, when you have, when you, oh, I eat. eat. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. that is one thing. You realize that when you eat in the morning, you eat like that. You come and sit down and you're feeling all down. You you get it. So when you are really, when I really have something serious to do, I won't even attempt. The food will not even... It will not even tempt me because my mind is focused on what I have to do. When I'm done, then I'll I'll now think about what I'll eat. I think this is something that we should really look at if we are talking about this. And, you know, there's this thing I want to ask. You realize Mm -hmm. that in 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 the New Testament, there are instances of prayer and fasting, but it doesn't seem to connect with like repentance and confession like in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And an example is the prophetess Anna, who never yeah. left the temple like she was praying day, night, fasting, just to see that the promised Messiah comes into manifestation as they've already heard or it had been prophesied. But there's a particular one in Mark, Mark 9. Jesus cast a demon from a boy. The disciples had been unable to cast out previously, even though in Mark 6 7. Jesus had already given them authority over all unclean spirits. So later, the disciples asked Jesus why they failed in their attempts to free the boy from the demon. And what Jesus said, this kind can come out only by prayer. In Mark's account, it says only by prayer. Yes, but in Matthew's account, it says that by prayer and then fasting. Yeah. In connection with this, I mean how do you speak to this like why is it that this particular one it's only you know by fasting that we can we can cast out not just prayer
1: so i will i will say that you see the bible talks about god is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we imagine or think and he added that according to the power at work in us mm. you understand yeah you see he said that He gave a clause that God is able to do above. He's able to do more than we can imagine or think. Mm. But he gave a clause that according to the power at work in us. That's right. So what you will be able to do or what God will be able to do or be limited to do in your life is according to the power which is at work in you. Mm. And one of the ways to activate the power of God to activate or move into higher realms of power to access the power of God is by fasting and prayer.
0: Mm. That
1: is why before Jesus was start his ministry, Jesus was on the earth for 30 good years. He was on the earth for 30 years, but the only time we heard about him was when (laughs) he was born, when he was 12 years old. And then there was nothing about him until he was 30 years old Mm. and what we heard about him is that he was being baptized and then he was led into the wilderness to fast and then pray and then the bible said that after the fasting and prayer and the devil tempting him and he overcoming the devil the bible said that the news about him spread abroad after fasting and prayers he had been on earth for 30 years there was no news about him nobody (laughs) got to know him but when he encountered the power, the higher realm of power, the Bible said that the moment he stepped out from the wilderness, the Bible said that even before he got to the land, he got to the city, the news about him spread. So what does it mean? It means that after Jesus has encountered the realms of power, he has assessed the power. Now he's having a higher dimension of power at work in him. So the power is now announcing him before the world. So Jesus will meet somebody who is blind. He will heal him. It is because of the power at work in him. Mm. And the power was generated by fasting and prayer, by his 40 days and fasting prayer. And I believe that Jesus didn't end there, but he was fasting from time to time. Right. So he was generating power by fasting and prayer. That is why he was able to do all the signs and miracles. And so when the disciples saw, that Jesus was doing miracles, when they encountered that boy, they thought that they can do. But little did they know that the secret of Jesus was that he had generated enough power to heal and then cast out devils, of which the disciples didn't have. That is why Jesus said that this kind of things, you see, you can be able to preach the word, you can be able to do certain things, but some of these things, it requires a certain kind of power. Mm-hmm. You see, there are kind of power that can generate a torch, a torchlight. You <laughs> see, when you want to power a torchlight, you need two batteries, and then you are okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you really want to <laughs> when you want to power a street light, a street light bulb, two batteries is not enough. Mm. You need the high tension pole, the pole itself, to generate that power for the street light. And when you need the power to generate the stadium light, that floodlight at the stadiums, Mm. you need high levels of power to generate that kind of energy to produce that kind of light. So there are certain things that you can do when you have not fasted and prayed. There are certain things that only prayer can do. But there are certain kinds of miracle signs and wonders there are certain things that only fasting and prayer can do. Do you know that Jesus, before healing that boy, he was in the mountain praying. Mm. And that time he had generated enough power and he didn't see that kind of power in them. So in the morning, they wanted to cast out the devil. It doesn't work like that. While somebody had been in the mountain praying all night, you see, you want to do the same thing. It doesn't work mm. that way. So according to the power at work in you, that will determine the outputs, That will determine the things that you can do. And fasting and prayer help us to activate the power which is at work in you. Mm. You know that working of miracles, everybody can do. Every Christian can heal the sick. Every Christian can raise the dead. Every Christian can cast out devils. Jesus said that if you believe, you'll be able to cast out devil's The sick, do all those things, yeah. But why is it that not everybody has been able to do it? You see, when you have not generated enough power, it only becomes a potential. Yeah, you are a potential demon caster, you are a potential dead raiser, you are a (laughs) potential miracle, (laughs) miracle worker. You it is only a potential in you. But when you journey in the presence of God through fasting and prayer and generate enough power, you'll be able to do those things effortlessly. Mm, mm. You know that there are some sicknesses, there are some diseases, there are some men of God, you know, they have to lay hands on some demons and pray out, out, out for th- about three hours, eight hours <laughs> before the demon <clears throat> before the demon will try and then leave. Some of them cry after eight hours, the demon still will not go the demon will be quiet and then they will think that the demon has left and then they will go and while they are going the demon will stand up (laughs) but you know there are some people too when they say you demon possess go that is what jesus did he said that go and then the evil spirit left and there are some people too their presence even their presence alone even if they have not spoken their presence provoke demons Demons cannot stand their presence. That is why Jesus, when he goes to a certain place, the demons, even in the temple, he will go to a temple and demons will begin to shout that have you come to destroy us before our time. Jesus has not said the word, but the power that he is generating, the demons cannot stand. Mm. So if we want to work in higher dimensions of God, we must generate our power through fasting and prayer.
0: Yeah. You know, um, while we, we are talking about, you know, the demon possessed boy that the, um, the disciples couldn't cast, you know, in Mark 9, 21 to 22, the Bible makes us understand that, you know, that particular demon is a stubborn one, <laughs> very stubborn demon. And so, I mean, Jesus seems to be saying that a determined enemy must be met with an equally determined faith yes and so like prayer is already like a ready weapon in our spiritual battles but when we add fasting and it helps us to focus the prayer and that gives us positive resolve and you know when we were talking you mentioned Jesus going into the wilderness before he started his ministry and all that i mean it it really hit me that Anytime we hear of like anything in scripture, even even Moses, before he came out with the, you know, the the Ten Commandments, that guy had been there 40 days, 40 nights. I'm not sure he was eating there. (laughs) And I'm not sure he was was just (laughs) chatting, you know. (laughs) So this tells me that before we are launched into any dimension, like anything of a higher magnitude, it has to begin with not just prayers, but also fasting. Even Jesus, before he began his ministry, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. You know, he started praying, fasting. And even before he, he came out, the first thing, he was tempted. And so if at any point in time in our lives, like there's a huge task ahead of us, like we are being commissioned to do something, we shouldn't take it lightly at all. Like we have to give ourselves to prayer and fasting. Because that sure. will really rid us off of us. It will take ourselves out of the situation. Because, you know, if Jesus didn't go through that and subject his body to that fasting and prayers, when he came out, see the first thing that came to him? Temptation. He would have just bowed. Yeah. Because at that time when he came out, I mean, the spirit was so much on top. It was in charge of the flesh. And so there was nothing that the devil could have used to tempt him. Because, I mean, how can you tempt something that I'm already dead to? You cannot Hmm. tempt me with something I'm already dead to. And so if we are going, like, if there's a journey ahead of us, we should know that the magnitude of anything that we we are being called to, it demands not just prayers, but also fasting. Because that i mean otherwise we'll go and we'll be casting 10 hours and not just like like casting demons even in in the workplace being promoted to a different level in your church like being given a certain um, opportunity to serve whatever sphere you find yourself if you're a believer know that fasting and prayers is something that is really very important and necessary but while we are we are talking about this we should know that our confidence to enter the most holy place is by the blood of Jesus as Hebrews ten nineteen says. So whether we are fasting or not fasting, it is one of the most delightful parts of the things that we have access to in Christ and prayer and fasting should not be a burden or a duty, no. but rather, no. you know, a celebration of God's goodness and mercy to his children. If you are not enjoying it, then God is also not enjoying it. So stop doing it. (laughs) You know, God doesn't want to kill you. So that, I mean, you know, if you are not enjoying it, stop doing it. You know, but then if you are in close connection to God, you know, the things that are on his heart and you know that at every level you want to connect more. And in this world that we are, we have so much, it is too noisy. So at yeah. every point in time, we should make sure that we are ridding ourselves off, you know, the flesh and even the, the world so that we can really connect. While we are talking about this, I want to ask you this last thing. You know, when we're even talking, you mentioned that, you know, um, you went on a fast and God told you not to take certain things like um, oil and, what, and right. pepper, right? Yes, 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 yes. And we are talking about prayer. Prayer is not a, a monologue. It's a dialogue. So if I'm talking yeah. to you, you respond to me. You know, yes. if if I'm asking for something from God and he responds, I should hear that he has responded. If, it, if I don't hear, I'll yeah. keep praying when the thing has already come. So <laughs> I just want to ask you, how personally, how do you, you know, hear from God? And we all have access to that. But <laughs> unfortunately, some do not hear. Some do not hear. So yeah. how do you hear and how do you, how have you trained yourself to hear from God while we are talking about you know prayer
1: okay um before i answer your question mm. i want to put this one okay across that um you know that when we fast you know that god gives us food mm. god gives us food you see when jesus was tempted the first thing is that satan said that turn this stone into bread and jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone
0: bread. yeah
1: but everywhere
0: the word yeah Everywhere, so
1: God gives us His word. His word fills us. You know that God told Ezekiel. He said that eat this scroll, and Ezekiel said that, and I ate the scroll, and I was satisfied in my belly.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that is that is subject for another day. So let's continue. <laughs> so you were saying how God. Uh,
0: how does God speak to you? How do you speak- hear from him? How do you know that? This, how did you know that God is telling you to not eat pepper and, and, and oil? Uh, did he speak to you audibly? Okay. Did you hear his voice? Like like I'm talking to you right now.
1: Okay. It wasn't like what you are saying. Okay. But you know, depending on your level in God. Okay. That is why growth is very important.
0: Mm.
1: When you want to communicate to a child, a child who doesn't know how to talk you just do signs. If you want the child to come, you just stretch forth your hand and then do something like Mm. come. Mm. And then the child will understand. So from time to time, you you say come, come, and then you add the sign. So when you say come and then add the sign, so the next time you say come, he will understand that you are saying, you want him to come. Mm. We learn how to hear God by training. It is not everybody that can hear God's audible voice. Mm. If you have not grown to that level, there are some people who have grown that they can hear God speaking. And sometimes they can see God in certain things. They can know. And sometimes too, it comes as an intuition. Like okay. something just drop, an instruction just drop into your mind mm. or into your spirit.
0: And you know that this is God.
1: Yeah. You know at your level, you should know that this is God speaking mm. to you. So you should know how God communicates to you. Mm. That sometimes it comes as an idea. And you know that this idea it could only be God. And sometimes too it comes as, as a dream. Mm. Yeah. And you know that this dream, it is only God
0: who can it's, it's not some kinky that you've eaten. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. <laughs> it's not that some heavy food that you have eaten that you are dreaming such a dream. But you know <laughs> that it is God. And sometimes God can speak through someone else, a different person. Mm either a prophet or somebody who is not even a prophet. And then sometimes too, when you are reading the word, you get to a certain point and then you get stuck at a certain verse. And then you know that this is God speaking to you.
0: Mm. So we
1: must go until you you are able to hear God's audible voice, Mm. but until then God can communicate to you in some of these ways. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so true. And personally, there are certain things I just know, like that's the inner intuition that you mentioned. I just know that God is calling me to do something, and when that thing just drops in me, like if I've not done it, I'm not at peace. But then there's when that thing comes, there's this um, peace surrounding it that this thing sure. needs to needs to come. And and sometimes too, when I'm studying the word, then certain things are being highlighted. For me to know that this is something that God is speaking directly to me um, concerning. So, yes. And once we are able to know that this is a way that God speaks to me, then we have to be sensitive so that mm. at every point in time, we are expectant, especially like when we are studying the word. We are expectant, not just like we are studying, but we want to hear from Him. So, Once you finish praying and you know that God speaks to us through his word, you finish praying, go and read the word. (laughs) Go Mm -hmm. and read the word. He will highlight certain things to you for you to know that this is me. And then sometimes there are people that I know who are dreamers. Like primarily when God wants to do something, he just opens up in dreams and then um, they are able to pick up. So once you know the medium through which God speaks to you, you train yourself more so that you become very sensitive to hear, to know, you know, to perceive, to, I mean, to even see and, and know that yeah. this is God, showing me this and he's speaking to me. God can even use signboard to speak to you. So, and also we shouldn't box him. In the Old Testament, we saw that he even used a donkey. He He, he, sp- yeah. he spoke to a donkey, you know, so. Sure. We shouldn't limit God in how he communicates with us, but he doesn't also negate, um, you know, our personality, how we relate with him when he's dealing with us. So, yeah. So, um, coming to the end of this session, is there a final word you want to share so that we sign out?
1: Yeah. So, um, (laughs) what I would say is that (laughs) we should learn to enjoy fasting. Mm. You know, fasting is a very critical activity in the life of a believer. If you want to grow, if you want Paul to intervene quickly in your situation, you need to add fasting to it. When you read Acts chapter 10 verse 30, the Bible says that Cornelius, there was a man named Cornelius. Mm. He was good. He was praying. He was doing everything. But the Bible said that the day that he fasted, an angel of the Lord was released to him and instructed him to meet Peter. And then starvation came to his house. So fasting is very important. Esther fasted and prayed, and she received favor from God and then favor from the king, mm. and the Jews were saved. Jonah also preached. When you read Jonah chapter 3, verse 5, the Bible says that, and when the people of Nineveh heard of what Jonah has said, the Bible said that they rent their clothes and then they fasted. Even animals were fasted. And when you read, verse 10 the bible said that and god changed his mind the wrath or the destruction that was coming upon them god overturned it and god saved them hmm. because they had a repentant heart and because they fasted hmm. so um one thing that i would say is that we must fast with a genuine heart with genuine right. intentions right and we must be focused on him Mm. We must be focused on the purpose for which we are fasting. If you don't have the time to pray, if you don't have time enough to pray, you have to reschedule your fasting and make sure that the days that you are fasting, you really have time for God. You are concentrated on the thing that you are doing. And I believe that God is able to do. And so in our fasting, we fast to tend to God. We, we fast to humble ourselves before God so that Mm. God will do whatever he wants to do. God will rekindle the fire that is in us so that every potential which is in us will be activated. Mm. Don't forget that the Bible said that God is able to do according to the power at work in us. Mm. So you must always desire to generate more power to do greater things. If you want to do greater things, you must generate enough power. You see, there is a kind of power that the men of old generated. That is why when you read Hebrews, the Bible says that some of them quenched fairy darts. Some of them escaped fairy animals. People like David, they were anointed, they were in the realms that they were able to overcome lions and bears. That is why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not consumed by fire because Mm -hmm. they were in higher realms. These were men who separated themselves. Don't forget that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they fasted. Their yeah, fasting was that they didn't eat the king's food, but they ate leaves and vegetables to prepare them for the evil days. You know, the Bible talks mm. about evil days. There are days which are evil, that it will come to any man. And it depends on how ready you are, how prepared you are. And the ways you can prepare yourself for evil day is by fasting and then praying. So you must generate enough power to overcome the things of the world. The Bible says that greater is he that is in us. So you must develop that greater. You see, you don't have that greater to overcome the world. You cannot just overcome the world like that unless you have generated enough power to overcome. There are some mountains you can overcome. There are some obstacles you can overcome. But until you have generated enough power, there are some obstacles you'll still be struggling with because there is no enough power to overcome them. I pray for you that may God grant you the energy, the strength, the power, so that you'll be able to stand before Him without getting tired, that the flesh will be subdued and your spirit man will be elevated. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. and God bless you for pouring out all of you and what god (laughs) has for us through you in today's session i mean it's been how many weeks um four or five Uh, five five. weeks yes of prayer and i believe that this is going to be a blessing as you know we we sum up on um, our our series on prayer so god richly bless you frank and we are grateful Mm -hmm. that he joined us. We'll, I can see that there's a lot more inside, so we'll, we'll bring yeah. a new session for each Gavin Paul. Okay, all right then. Yeah, thank right. you. Thanks for listening today. I hope this has inspired you. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. I hope to meet you again next week right here on the Business of Everyday podcast. See you.